Hello, and welcome to a conversation about the dangers of counterfeit drugs and how you can get your medicine safely. I'm Vanessa Roberts of WTOP, and I'm talking today with Lev Kubiak. Lev is Vice President and Chief Security Officer for Pfizer. Welcome, Lev. Thanks, Vanessa. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm really excited to talk to you about this topic. It's super timely. So let's just dive in. But before we really get going, let's start out by setting the stage for why people should be concerned about counterfeit drugs. Last year alone, the Federal Drug Enforcement Agency reported that over 9.5 million counterfeit pills were seized. That led the agency to issue its first public safety alert in over six years. Can you talk about what's driving this illegal market? Yeah, so there are several factors that drive uh, an illegal counterfeit medicine marketplace. The first is the profitability that criminal organizations um, benefit from through the sale of counterfeit medicines to unsuspecting individuals. That profit margin is very huge, and counterfeit medicines take no research. They take no efficacy. There's no laboratory in which they're made or built. And so the cost to produce a look-alike pill is inexpensive. And then they can sell it at what appears to be a discount uh, from what would be a real medicine. Uh, but it is, you know, significantly above what their individual costs are for those medicines. As a result of the pandemic, everyone in the world is turning to the Internet as a source, an easy source, for many things that you need in your household. And so people are naturally, I think, turning to, to the Internet increasingly, and they're being duped by criminal organizations about uh, the efficacy of, of the medications that are presented there for sale. Well, that that issue of being online and also just the ability to kind of hide behind that, can you talk a little bit about what are the ways that people can avoid these counterfeit medicines? You know, whether they're buying them, you know, as prescription or over-the-counter products, really it's about buying from licensed retailers and pharmacies, correct? You know, what are the ways that people can really ensure that they are dealing with legitimate organizations and providers of medication? Yeah, I think one challenge is that most Americans think about counterfeit medicines as a problem for countries that are in a developing stage, not developed countries like the United States. And so people, first of all, do not really understand the prevalence of counterfeit medicines in the United States. But fortunately for us, and thankfully really due to a lot of great work by the U.S. government, particularly the FDA, and other regulatory agencies, we have an extremely secure, legitimate supply chain for medicines in the United States. Your brick and mortar pharmacies and the online uh, versions of those brick and mortar pharmacies rarely ever have experienced counterfeit medicines in their legitimate supply chain. So if you're buying your medicines from a brick and mortar pharmacy, or if you're going to a retail website for one of those brick-and-mortar pharmacies that we all know uh, from our local communities, there's a very low chance that you would get a counterfeit medicine. I think where the challenges come in is that individuals don't think about the prevalence of and the availability of counterfeit medicines, and therefore, like we do for so many other things, turn to the Internet, either seeking medicines that they may want to use but may not have a prescription for, or seeking medicines at a discounted price. Uh, and 
in those instances, these criminal organizations have spent some money really enhancing what these internet pharmacies look like. A recent survey showed that over 95% of the pharmacies, quote unquote, that were returned via a online search um, really did not meet uh, U.S. regulatory requirements. And so if you think about the prevalence of 95% are not meeting federal standards, state standards, it, that's most of your returns. And so the first thing is if you're buying online, you need to really think carefully about where is that source and make sure that it is indeed a legitimate medicine. There are some other really significant red flags. Oftentimes when you check out, they won't ask for a prescription. If somebody's not asking for a prescription for a prescription medication, that should be a red flag. If the price is so significantly less than what you are used to paying for your prescription medications, that should be a red flag as well. Um, and I think the other problem is most Americans, I think, who are looking for a less expensive way to obtain medicines because they have uh, issues associated with finances, uh, are not aware that most the pharmaceutical companies do have uh, processes by which people can purchase medicines at discounted prices uh, legitimately. At Pfizer, ours is called Pfizer Rx Pathways, and it's a, a system that's designed to help people with lower income be able to afford the medicines they need. And so I think more Americans need to be aware that if they are facing financial challenges in that way, there's an opportunity for them to, to get legitimate medicines. I think that's really true. I think most people don't think that a financial solution is to go directly to the to the manufacturers. You know, they are not used to that. They're used to procuring their medications, like you said, through pharmacies or directly through their doctor's offices, maybe at hospital pharmacies, things like that. So I think it is, it is a huge awareness factor. Um, so it's great that you're sharing that information. Let's also talk about some other awareness factors involved here. And I think one of them really is that issue of safety um, for people when they're taking medicines that aren't legitimate um, to try to treat their illnesses. You know, what are the dangers to health? Um, I think people being more aware that these medications can really harm them or not help them. Yeah, we've seen two very troubling phenomenon in the United States over the last decade, really. The first is that um, criminal groups are putting uh, very dangerous substances into what appear to be routine prescription medicines. And so we have a significant rise in the presence of fentanyl and methamphetamine in uh, medicines. And the real risk here is that when someone who does not have any kind of opioid tolerance gets a fentanyl-laced pill, it can kill that person instantaneously, and unfortunately is. I tell people all the time that if you have young kids at home, um, if you have high school or college kids, or even unfortunately now grade school kids, it's very important to have this conversation that they need to not share medicines with other students, with their friends. And if they're buying pills online, there is unfortunately a significant number of children that are dying in the U.S. as a result of this. The second really growing concern is that we've seen criminal groups increasingly target life-saving or life-extending medicines. 
So if you think about elderly parents or grandparents who have access to the internet going online searching for their medicine, if you get a counterfeit oncology medicine that doesn't have any active pharmaceutical ingredient in it, you know, it, the effects may not be as immediate, but that pill, which lacks the uh, medicinal benefit that the pill is intended to have, um, may indeed not have any active ingredient and may not be providing you those life-saving benefits or life-extending benefits of the medicine that you expect. I don't think anybody would purchase knowingly a medicine that they thought, at any price, a medicine that they thought may not actually treat the disease that they're suffering from. It does seem to be that the online access to these you know, um, illegal medications is, and fake medications is a huge part of the challenge because people just don't realize. So going back to those red flags, it's helpful to be always thinking of those when you're doing your research online. But I would assume like Pfizer would want to know about any of its medications that were being counterfeited that might be out in, you know, in the wild, so to speak. Um, and so it would be quick to respond to that kind of inquiry. Yeah, on every Pfizer medicine, there's a 1-800 number on the side that's specifically designed for that, for reporting uh, product complaints or any issues with uh, the medicine. And those come to a safety team within Pfizer and to my team, uh, the global security team, and we do actually follow up and investigate those instances where we may have either counterfeit medicines or illicit medicines or some other potential problem uh, with the medicine. Again, another thing that the criminal groups are not doing. I'm Vanessa Roberts at WQP, and I'm with Pfizer's Lev Kubiak. We're talking about how to make sure your medications are not counterfeits. Let's dive back in, Lev. Can you share a little bit with us about, you mentioned it right at the top, but let's dive into the detailed and rigorous process that pharmaceutical manufacturers take. And I know it's under federal scrutiny and regulation, but there is a lot that is done to ensure quality and safety. And that's from the research and development phase through production and even through transit and delivery. Can you kind of dive in there a little bit? Yeah, so I think without without boring your listeners with uh, tremendous amounts of details, I think it's sufficient to say that there is a complex process by which pharmaceutical companies ensure that the medicines that they produce have the effects that are intended and repeat that medication's production in the exact same way time and time again so that you get consistent medication. The criminal groups are not doing any of that. We've seen instances where counterfeit medicines are being made in um, you know, a bathroom, in a moldy warehouse, in a basement. And, but when they're sold online and they appear in your mailbox, they appear to be legitimate. So the difference between what a pharmaceutical manufacturer goes through and what a criminal group does is you know, worlds apart. Maybe that's even an understatement. Additionally, we benefit in the United States, again, from tremendous regulatory oversight, right? Our government regulators uh, ensure that pharmaceutical companies are indeed making and, and putting those processes in place uh, to make sure that those medicines are made in a consistent, repeatable, efficacious way and that the medicines continue to have the, the desired results. And there's continued monitoring 
of that progress over time as well. And so it's just two completely different situations. So again, if you're spending your money trying to get medicine that you need uh, to treat a condition, a disease, um, I would think that everyone with this amount of education would want to ensure that those medicines were actually the real thing and were able to deliver the medical benefits that were, was expected and that their doctor hoped they would get when they prescribed that medication. Let's talk a little bit about what are some of the other risks that patients may encounter when they don't purchase their medicines from a legitimate pharmacy. We've talked about quite a few things, but there's other factors that should also be considered and that people should be aware of. Yeah, I think we've done a lot of research at Pfizer and uh, very recently reached out to some healthcare providers, to some patient groups, and we've done a lot of, uh, we've asked these very questions, right? And I don't think most people who are seeking to cure some sort of uh, condition that they have or treat some sort of disease that they've been diagnosed with are not intentionally seeking out counterfeit medicines. They are simply reaching out either out of ignorance or out of a lack of understanding of the prevalence of counterfeit medicines and the potential risks that are associated with counterfeit medicines. So I think if most people understood um, the risks that were associated with buying medicines online from unconfirmed you know, pharmaceutical entities or, or entities that appear to be pharmaceutical companies online, uh, they wouldn't take that risk at all. Um, you know, it, if you think about it, a parachute, if you were jumping out of a plane, where would you buy your parachute from, right? You would buy it from a very reputable entity and make sure because your life depended on it. Well, that's the same with medicines. Your life depends on that or your, your ability to enjoy your life depends on it. And so I think just my hope is that through educational opportunities like this one, that your uh, listening group will really have an opportunity to explore more for themselves the, the ways to get safe and secure medicines. And if they are finding financial challenges, that they will avail themselves of these programs that pharmaceutical companies have to assist uh, those people that are facing financial challenges. Just to follow up on that a little bit, are there some other ways that Pfizer is working to really help people be more aware of the fact that so many online purveyors are not legitimate? You know, are there other um, ways that you're trying to improve awareness, maybe working with other pharmaceutical companies too? So we are uh, partnering with other pharmaceutical companies in the global security space where we're allowed to do that um, and sharing information to help inform each other about the risks that patients are exposed to uh, from counterfeit criminal organizations. But we also partner very closely with law enforcement agencies like uh, at the federal, state, and local level uh, and international uh, law enforcement agencies to uh, address counterfeiting organizations. Um, you know, as a pharmaceutical company, we can't uh, arrest uh, criminal organizations. And so our, we supply information to our law enforcement partners. And Fi this is something that Pfizer has been doing for decades. Um, and it, it's one of the reasons that I came to this company is because they have a 
extremely strong commitment to patient and patient safety. And so partnering with, with law enforcement is, and customs agencies around the world to seize counterfeit medicines and to disrupt criminal organizations that are profiting from these sales and to take down illicit websites that are uh, posing as uh, legitimate uh, pharmacies or pharmaceutical sites. But we're also partnering with other people in the industry, pharmacists, healthcare providers. We've been trying uh, to educate healthcare providers who sometimes also are unaware of the prevalence of counterfeit medicines and really to ask them to ask just one question. And I think, you know, everyone can ask this of themselves as well. If your doctor prescribed you a medicine that is supposed to treat the condition that you have and it isn't working, one question that nobody seems to ask themselves is, could I have gotten a fake from an illegitimate source, right? The first thing we do as Americans is go back to the doctor and say, hey, this isn't working. Well, I think if, if we spend a little more time thinking about where we're getting these medicines from, I think more people would realize that they may have gotten a counterfeit or a fake, and it isn't the problem with the medicine itself, it's a problem with the counterfeit version of that medicine. It's kind of flipping the, you know, on your head what you think you should go ask instead, right? And then right. again, it's a, that's another awareness thing, just thinking like when, if you're not responding to it, maybe is the medicine actually you know, valid? Is it working? Is it not working because it's not real? Yeah, that's exactly right. Which probably you're right. Most people don't go to their doctor and say that and then just get I mean, prescribed something else. Before this, had you thought of it, Vanessa? I ask no. people this all the time. Right, exactly. I would not think to go back to my doctor and ask that. I would much more likely, like you said, go back and say like, oh, I've been taking this now for the regimen that you said, and I haven't had any changes, right? And in the position that I'm in, I'm being very aware of this threat. I go in and ask all my doctors, what do they know about counterfeit medicines? And I very, very rarely have any that know anything at all about them. And it's an opportunity to then educate them. But also, if they do have some understanding, most of them have the misperception that it's only a problem in less developed countries around the world. Yeah, that's not the part of the, of the food chain, so to speak, that the doctor's in, right? They're in right. the describing it and caring, not in the making sure that the medication actually gets to the, to the patient and then, you know, where they go get it. So. Yeah, we hope that we can get every doctor to simply ask one question when a patient shows up and their medicine isn't doing what the doctor expected that it would, simply to then ask the patient, where did you get this medicine from? Because unfortunately, the only thing that separates us from all the counterfeits around the world is one small mail package purchased over the internet and delivered directly to your home. And you can be reached from anywhere online. There's one other risk as well, which is in some cases what we unfortunately see, and we see this ourselves because we, we look to these online pharmacies to see if we can validate whether they're selling counterfeits or not. Oftentimes, they'll present medicines for sale at reduced prices and simply take your money. You go online, you put the product in your cart, you pay with your credit card, and then nothing ever shows up. And if you've paid five or $600, you've now given your credit card and your personal information, usually your date of birth, some email and phone information, and your credit card information, and you've given it to a criminal organization, they've taken your money, and now they could take more. And so there's a risk from those of, of not getting anything at all as well. 
Today's guest is Lev Kubiak from Pfizer. I'm Vanessa Roberts with WTOP, and we're talking about counterfeit medications. So you just leaned into something that I'm curious about, which is that the criminals making and selling these fake medications, they're getting increasingly sophisticated in their tactics. You just talked about that it's sometimes it's beyond just taking your money, you know, your money for fake medicine. They're actually not even delivering anything. And then they have access to other privacy, you know, personal information about you that then they can take advantage of as well. You know, what are some other ways that you see that people are falling prey to, to online tactics and, you know, what are some things that are happening in this industry that criminals are taking advantage of to prey on people? I think the two things that surprise people the most first, and we've talked about this a little bit already, is the instance where um, someone would put something in a pill that appears to be a legitimate medicine that can actually kill you, something like fentanyl or too much of a certain active ingredient or a mixing of multiple active ingredients that are in pharmaceutical medicines, things that can actually have a very significant harm for you. That's not something that you would expect a criminal to do, even, even in that instance. Um, secondly, I think you've got an instance where these types of frauds um, can put you and your friends at greater risk, your family really at greater risk as you see this personal data being uh, potentially shared over the internet or the dark net and then used uh, for financial crimes uh, moving forward in some way. Well, before we go, is there any last advice you would offer? I think there's been a lot of great tips that you've already shared that I, like you asked me, I wouldn't have thought of. Um, but that can help people really ensure that they're not getting counterfeit medications. Vanessa, thank you. You know, Pfizer's goal with this entire program is to educate patients, consumers, so that they make the right choice about some of the most important things, which is where they and their loved ones get their medicines. Every time I give a talk like this, I always ask listeners to do two things. If you have young children at home who have access to the internet and a means to buy something, to have a conversation with them about the risks of counterfeit medicines or medicines being sold or traded at their schools by you know other students, etc. Those pills actually, if fentanyl-laced, can cause an immediate death. And too many parents in the United States are suffering the loss of their loved children at this point. Secondly, if you have elderly parents at home or grandparents or friends who may be searching the internet, and we've had our own Pfizer colleagues come home from a Thanksgiving visit, per se, and say, hey, I had a conversation that you recommended with my dad, and I found out that he was buying his uh, blood pressure medication online. Um, and when I looked at the source from where he was getting it, it appears to be one of those criminal websites that you suggested. So even our own employees can sometimes uh, have loved ones that aren't as educated as they need to be. So having a conversation with uh, anyone who may be f shopping because they're concerned about finances or concerned about access or have difficulty themselves simply getting to a brick-and-mortar pharmacy, it's easier to have those medicines delivered. 
I think the second most important piece is to have a conversation with them and make sure you know where they are actually buying those medicines from. And then third is to just have a conversation. If your medicines aren't working, to have a conversation with your doctor about why and to discuss with them where you're getting them from. And then lastly, to be aware that pharmaceutical companies do have, for those individuals who are actually f experiencing financial challenges, ways that individuals can access their medicines, legitimate medicines, efficacious medicines at reduced price uh, or even free if the circumstances cause for that. Um, so Liv, are there some online resources that people can go to that could really help them do a little research when they're looking at their medications and trying to figure out legal sources? Vanessa, there are. There are two great websites that I'd like to recommend. The first is a website by the FDA itself, and it's entitled Know Your Online Pharmacy. And if you just put that into your web browser and search it, you'll find it and come up with it. And the second is uh, from a group called NABP.org, their website. And that's the National Association of Boards of Pharmacy. And they have a document called the Accredited Digital Pharmacies. And so these, these are a list of pharmacies that have gone through this National Association's accreditation process and ensures that they are legitimate and dispensing efficacious medicines. The patient's assistant program that Pfizer runs, you can access information about that online, correct? Yeah. It's called uh, Pfizer Rx Pathways, and uh, it's available uh, through Pfizer's website, PfizerRxPathways.com. Well, Lev, thank you. I really want to thank you for all the helpful information that you shared today. I think it is going to be very, probably eye-opening for the audience. There was things I hadn't even thought of myself, so I really appreciate it. This is Vanessa Roberts of WTOP. Thank you for joining me today as I talked with Lev Kubiak, Vice President and Chief Security Officer for Pfizer, about the dangers of counterfeit drugs and how you can get your medicine safely. To learn more, visit WTOP.com and search Pfizer.